Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Affirmative, I read you. What are you talking about? This conversation can serve purpose. Here we go. You're Jay talking. We're live midnight to five at WBZ Boston's News Radio. Kevin Brasler is with us again for his monthly visit. He's with Checkbook.org, nonprofit consumer group that rates local services, and by local we mean around here, which is cool. Thanks for coming in. Hey, good to see you again. You Thanks f- for uh, sticking with me here. You fly all the way in <laughs> from uh, the D.C. area to visit us each time, and that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I live in the D.C. area, but uh, Checkbook is a, a local publication. We, we uh, put it out, and it's a publication of website that we put out in seven different metro areas uh, here in the greater Boston area is one of our special select seven areas. And I don't, I'm more excited than you, I guess, but we were looking at the casino over there, I guess they just put the lights out. But soon you'll yeah, be able, when you come in, right. you'll be able to uh, stay at the casino. I'm still dumbfounded by this that they're going to have a you know a major casino it's right right there. Right there. We I could probably, why, we could probably zip this, line over to it. If I we, don't know why this you know. surprises me so much, since so many other cities are are doing this now. But uh, yeah. So speaking of you coming here on an airplane, we're going to talk a little bit about travel insurance first. Firstly, now what is the travel insurance? I have never purchased it. Uh, I remember it used yeah. to be you would go to the airport and you could get flight insurance in yeah. case your plane had an incident and yeah. you, your family would be rich. They don't right. get it out of a machi- I think you, machine you can, or you something. Can, you can still buy that. Um, but what they're selling these days, there's there's two types of policies. Uh, one type, um, which I think we should talk about second. Okay. Uh, one type is uh, medical insurance. If you're traveling abroad and uh, you get sick or you're in an accident and you need medical care while you're abroad, who pays? Uh, There's a lot of uh, U.S. consumers, U.S. travelers, when they do travel abroad, uh, that they don't have, that their, their, their medical insurance plan here in the U.S., it won't cover them. Medicare, for example, will not cover your medical expenses Whoa. when you're traveling abroad. So those people, especially people on Medicare and, and other people with private insurance That's plans don't cover you. Yeah, so you might want to think about buying your own insurance. What it's, if you get sick, just sick, and yeah. you happen to be over there? Why would that matter? Well, because it, so there's 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 a couple different costs at play here. If you are sick or in an accident and you need medical care, then who's going to pick up the bill? Well, you know, if it's just a doctor's appointment, if you just need some antibiotics, no big deal. Most people can afford that, right? Especially if you're traveling abroad. Yeah. Um, but if you're injured or you need a, a medical procedure or an operation or hospitalization, now now the fees get really big. Or rabies treatments. Yeah. And and in some parts of the world um, where there isn't good medical care, you might want to 
you know, be evacuated back to the United right. States or yeah. some other place where there's better, better medical care. And that's when things get really expensive. There, there's a financial risk there that most of us would probably want to make sure we're insured against because these private air ambulances uh, that you might need to take to get you out of there, they cost $100,000 plus sometimes. Whoa. And so, you know, what we say at Checkbook is buy insurance to protect yourself against financial risks that would be catastrophic to you. So if you own a house, you should probably insure your house because losing your house in a fire would be a financial catastrophe. Yep. Uh, if you drive, you you should definitely have auto insurance, not necessarily to protect the value of the car, but to protect you against big lawsuits in case you hurt someone. Yep. You should have health care insurance. Everyone in this country pretty much does these days because uh, hospitalizations are very expensive. They'll cripple you financially. Uh, if you're a single earner and you have a family, you probably should have some life insurance in case you die. Uh, they're not left you know, basically trying to scramble to to meet the, their financial needs. Uh, those types of things you you should insure against. And I really, I think, especially if your private insurance plan doesn't cover you uh, for medical expenses while you're abroad and doesn't cover getting you home if you need care here, then it's worth considering buying one of those plans. Medical. Medical. Now, before you buy, make sure if you have private insurance that it doesn't cover you because a lot of private insurance plans do cover you when you're traveling abroad. They do even have a coverage for getting you out of that country. It may not be as good as what you, you know, as, the ideal coverage in terms of a private air ambulance. They may stick you on a international flight to Europe or something and say, well, now you're in a place where you can get care, but that's better than nothing. Oh yeah. If you're in Germany or something. Um, but in, in general, if you're on Medicare, for example, as I've said three times now, you definitely should Think about getting one of these plans because when you're traveling abroad, uh, Medicare, the U.S. government doesn't pay those for. You know what I have to ask when I get a Medicare person in here? If Medicare Advantage programs, which is a, an option instead of original Medicare provided by private insurance insurers with little bells and whistles, I, I wonder if that bell, bell no, and they whistle. No, they do not. Once you leave this country, Medicare says, "Hey, we're not going to pay." A but this isn't government. Medicare. I don't think. Yeah, but it's 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 a Medicare managed plan. Oh, Medicare okay. Advantages. And so, so in general, if you're on Medicare, I, you know you have to kind of assess your risk here. If you're if you're in London or Paris or or you know Germany or or, or, or Japan or Australia, then you can probably even if you're on Medicare, you can probably go ahead and risk. Uh, you know, having some medical fees if you're abroad because you're not going to need that evacuation expense. Uh, if you're in parts of the world where medical care isn't very good or or you have a lot of pre-existing conditions, there's just a lot of stuff wrong with you and you think that the odds are a little bit higher of needing medical care, then I, I think it's worth buying one of these plans. There's There's several websites that sell these medical plans and they actually make it, it's a pretty competitive market. There's enough places selling these plans that I think it's worth going and shopping around and making sure that you're getting a good deal and getting the coverage you need that you're you know getting a higher deductible to save some money on the premium things like that the best plans i think if you travel a lot are ones that let you buy the coverage for the full year so no matter no, no matter when you travel or where you travel it's it's kicked in uh, if you travel a lot those are for sure worth considering especially if you're going on like a you know a month-long cruise or something like that wow so uh, have you factored in that in some countries, the healthcare is free. Yeah, well, it's not. It's free to the people who live there. Not free for you. It's not free to you. 
Um, I, I really do think, though, that the reason to consider these medical insurance plans, we haven't talked about the travel insurance. Right, different whole Junk thing. that airlines yeah. and travel booking sites, that's cancellation cover. It's, it's awful, and we'll talk about that next, but hopefully. But, but the medical insurance plans, I think, are worth considering, especially if you're going to a part of the world where you might need to be evacuated because they don't have good medical care. I had a very good friend, close friend of ours um, uh, that we know her, her daughter and my daughter are best friends, and she's adopting her daughter in Uganda, her second daughter in, in Uganda, and she had to make all these trips there. And on like her fourth or fifth trip, she was in a really bad car accident. Whoa. And she injured her back, and they you know, threw her in the back of a pickup and drove her to the capital city, and the doctors took x-rays and said, oh, you're, you're fine, you need to get move around. Well, she didn't think that was right. She was in enough pain that she really thought she had a serious injury. So she had them send the scans to the U.S., and the surgeons here said, you need emergency. You need to be stabilized, and you need to be evacuated. You need emergency surgery as quickly as you can get it. Well, and so her, her private insurance plan would, would pay to evacuate her through, like, you know, KLM, basically in first class to Amsterdam. But that wasn't what she needed. She needed a private air ambulance because she was going to be paralyzed if she yeah. didn't get the care she yeah. needed. Uh, she wasn't stabilized and, 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 you know, didn't travel properly. And so, I mean, it cost a fortune to do this. So she, she did get a private air ambulance? She did. She she works for it. She's a children's pastor at a church, and, and a group of donors at the church, anonymous donors, pulled the money together and gave it to her to get her home because she was going to be paralyzed otherwise. <laughs> so... Wow. So she has more trips to make over there, and so she's she has insurance now, uh, and and should. I mean, she's in. Jeez, I was glad we talked about this. You know, I, I so, never thought about that. Yeah, and and I think most people probably don't think. I think again, I think if you're in parts of the world where the medical care is pretty good, I think you, it's probably okay to risk it. Uh, but if you're going to parts of the world. You know, where it's not good, I, I think that you should really consider buying one of these planes. And I hate these little mini insurance plans. You and I, we've been talking for years now about all these stupid little extended warranties. We're going to talk more about other types of travel insurance. I can't stand them all. So when I say, hey, these types of insurance, they might not be so bad. They're probably if it's coming from you, it's yeah. probably a good idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow, that's an eye-opening story. Because <laughs> I sometimes go to, yeah, Romania. Yeah. And things like that. You wow. should check your coverage because if you're in Romania and you get injured, um, ah, you, you could be, yeah, you could be stuck. Private air ambulance. Yeah. So that's a, it's basically an airplane ambulance, like a jet plane. Yeah, with her it was uh, like a Learjet kind of thing, and they it was in Montreal when she ordered it up, and they flew it all the way to Uganda and picked her up, and there was a like a um, a paramedic nurse on board, and you know they had her stabilized, and they flew her back to get... Baltimore. It cost I don't know what it cost. She was embarrassed to say. I mean, it was like the the rumor that would, the, the the figure that was being floated around when she needed it because we were all trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, was one hundred fifty thousand dollars plus. Um, so this gives you an idea of it's it's not always that expensive, but it's the private air ambulances they started probably thirty forty thousand dollars. How did her surgery turn out? Uh, successful in that, you know, she can walk and move around. She's going to be in pain for a while. She's still, you know, I think a year later, still not allowed to lift anything more than 10 pounds. Did but they say she's, she's not paralyzed? Did they so. say that probably riding around the back of the pickup truck was, had caused damage? It's hard to say. Ah, I right. mean, you know, I think that she was badly injured in the accident. So, yeah. Note to self, yeah. a couple notes. Now we go to the regular, the other kind of travel insurance, which you're not so thrilled about. Yeah, so 
the opposite of the spectrum <laughs> are these, uh, they're, they're basically cancel travel cancellation and interruption insurance mm-hmm. plans is what they're called. Uh, and so when you're, when you're buying airfare these days, when you're, when you're booking a hotel stay on Hotwire or Orbitz, one of those sites, uh, before you complete your purchase, they make you click, you know, it's yes, I want to buy insurance for this yep. amount of money to, and they always call it things like total protection, total protection for your trip. Yeah. Or you have to click, no, I don't want to protect my trip. And, and air, some airlines like United Airlines, for example, last time I looked at it said, uh, no, I'm going to risk, you know, uh, really you know, potentially expensive cancellation penalties right. yeah. if I don't, you know, buy this insurance. It's incredible to me because what's happened here is that the airlines have basically manufactured a solution to a problem that they created. So airlines, except for Southwest, almost all the major airlines then now charge uh, basically a $200 fee to cancel or change your trip. Right. Right. And they're raking in billions from these ridiculous types of fees. And so, and then they ramp up anxiety with their customers about having to pay their own ridiculous fees that they've set, their cruel policies. And they've manufactured a solution for that, which is travel insurance. So what they're, it's just a bizarre world when, when you offer your own customers, when you say to them, hey, you can buy insurance to protect yourself against the ridiculous fees that we that impose, we cooked up. right? Yeah. Or, or you know, and you can't even, like, you know, things like basic economy fares, there's no such, there's no cancellation fee at all. They don't even allow you to change or get your, or cancel your trip. So you're really risking that airfare at that point. And they're happy to sell you insurance policies to protect those things also. It's become, and, and hotels are doing it now too. We've talked on the show about the best way to get the best, the, get a good price on a hotel room is to prepay through, through a, you know, a, a, like a, Hotwire deal or something like that, or you know, one of these mystery rate deals, and they and you do save a lot of money, but you also prepay, and so they also say, "Hey, protect your trip." Do you have to prepay though? I, I, I've done well, you don't wire. for a lot of hotel stays. So you know, the kind of the normal hotel stays, you can cancel and 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 no harm done. But but for things like the mystery rates, like Hotwire and Priceline Express, where you actually get a discount, yeah, because uh, it's really the only way you can get a discount yeah. on hotel rates anymore. We've talked about that on the show before. Uh, you do have to prepay. You have to prepay. 100%. You prepay. You prepay. But, but you can prepay after you get there. Or, well, it's not yeah, if you have a family. No, you have to. Yeah, you have to buy it. So I mean, that's part of the deal is that there's no backing out. You buy it. There's no right. backing out. But you can get to Berlin, and once you get there, go to Hotwire and find yourself a hotel. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can wait to the last minute. There's no rush. I mean, that you hot might even get a better deal waiting. All these the hotel way. websites make it seem like you'd better rush or rates are going up. That's not actually true. Rates actually go down. Right. Usually close to stays. The airlines a different thing. Airfare usually goes up toward right. the end. Uh, cruises, it's kind of a mixed thing. Most vacations, a mixed thing. But but you know, all these different booking sites are are telling you, okay, we're going to sell you this policy that is total protection in case something goes wrong. Either you have to cancel your trip or you get sick, or a a close relative dies, then you're protected. Your total protection is what they call it, right? The problem is you dig into these plans and you find out that they are full of exclusions. You would think that a a vacation package to the Caribbean, that buying trip insurance for that vacation would, you'd hope, protect you in case that you have to cancel because there's a hurricane. But no, they don't cover hurricanes. That's That's an exclusion. 
even though they are in the Bermuda Triangle. Even though they say it's total protection, right? They don't. Here's here's a list of exclusions. Okay. Hurricanes, earthquakes, volcanic activity, terrorist acts, wars, epidemics. All these things are excluded from their coverage. These are all things that you and I would worry. Well, I'm, I might not want to go there if there's an epidemic or there's an earthquake that's, you know, flooding. I mean, these are the types of things that aren't covered in these policies. What else is not covered? Uh, well, and so you'd also say, well, you know, I want one of these plans because what if I get sick and I can't go because I'm sick, right, or injured? Well, you dig into the details, and we found, as we did, and we found that pre-existing coverage, uh, pre-existing conditions are excluded. So if you have um, a history of ulcers and it acts up, yeah, you buzzed me. Too bad, right? Too bad. They're not going to pay off. If you if you uh, have to cancel because you were injured. Right. Well, that's fine as long as you were, weren't injured in an athletic competition. I mean, there's exclusion after exclusion. And, and, and really, they call these things total protection, but they're not with all these different reasons they have a backing. So now some of we, the bad things about trip cancellation insurance, there are a lot of events that aren't covered. Did you did you list all the events? not well, covered? I mean, we, we listed, you know, an example. This is from the 19 page PDF you can download uh, from American Airlines, what they offer. Uh, and it's just exclusion after exclusion. They say it's total protection. And this is the real problem I have with it. They say it's total protection for your trip. Protect your trip. Total protection. And, and, but it's not total protection if there's 19 pages of exclusions. And that's what we have here. Um, Why is that legal? Oh, I don't know. Could it be well, government is in the bag for big uh, business? Yeah, and, and you know, I, you know, I'm sure the airlines and other booking sites will say, well, you could, you could click and download this policy and see all these exclusions, as we did. Um, but I think most consumers don't have time for that. And for sure, because the way it's sold, think there's something else that they're buying here. The websites say total protection. The websites say protect yourself against, you know, the th of losing the, all this money because you have to cancel because of a medical condition. Okay. So this they're is they're not the, going to list all all 19 pages right there on that the thing, but they sh for sure shouldn't ramp up anxiety among their customers and then present a solution to that anxiety that they've created. That is that is Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's only halfway there, if that, in terms of actually covering. If they're going to sell something as total protection, then it should be total protection. Okay. There should be no questions asked. You submit the claim. We pay. I mean, that's the way it works with auto insurance and homeowners insurance. You have a fire. You submit a claim. They pay. If they don't, then they're in trouble with the state insurance authorities. Yeah. With these travel travel insurance plans, there's thousands of what complaints about, filed. What about the third party? They try not to pay off. What about the third party plans? So you can still you don't have to buy from American Airlines. You don't have to buy from hotels. You can go out on your own uh, and and buy one of these plans. Uh, the same websites that sell uh, the international medical insurance plans will sell you trip cancellation and protection plans. I still think it's worth much because these still these exclusions will still be in there. Now you can buy plans that are basically cancel for any reason plans. Yeah. The problem is they're so expensive. They're going to cost 
30 to 50% of the cost of the trip, now it's really not worth buying because you're, you're basically, I mean, you're not doubling the cost of your trip, but you're adding so many costs, it doesn't make sense to buy insurance for it. So I have a friend that tends to go on big, yeah. big trips and they're the package things through travel agencies. So right. they have a price tag that's pretty hefty. You say, and she says, well, I just get the third party insurance. And are you, you're saying that, she may be. I'm saying it's, it's, these these things are expensive. I mean, they're they're, they're charging you know anywhere between seven and fifteen percent for these cancellation plans that don't cover much to begin with, or forty percent right? for the yeah, cancel for any just, reason. It's just so expensive. I mean, you and I were talking before the show. I'm going to Alaska this summer, and, and as part of that that trip, I'm going to go stay in a a really really expensive lodge in Denali, and their policy is that you know you have to pay in advance. You know, I think my my last payment is like you know, I have to pay fifty percent up front, and then another payment is due a month before yeah. I go. And there's no refunds, and they tell you no refunds for any reason. And am I a little bit nervous about this? Could something happen? I can't make the trip, or yeah. you know, somebody in my family gets <clears throat> sick, or or you know, so you're out there without a net. And then I don't have. But you know what? Yeah, in the end, I'd I'd rather go ahead and take that risk than buy some insurance plan that is such a pain in the butt to collect on. Yes. To begin with, I mean they're notorious for not paying out, and then secondly, actually isn't very good insurance to begin with because there's so many exclusions, right? That that I just don't think it's worth doing. So, you know, I think what you have to ask yourself is, you know, insurance again are for things you buy insurance to protect yourself against risks that would be financially catastrophic to you and me losing out on this trip by not being able to go would not be a financial catastrophe to me it'd be disappointing and i would be you know mad to lose out on the money or sad really because it would be in you know some traumatic event that occurred that would prevent me from going on this trip but it's not the end of the world it's not like uh my house burning down or me hitting somebody with a car or getting cancer having those kinds of expenses on the line that you really do need to buy insurance to cover you from those how long are you going for so I'm going for two weeks, but this this little side trip into Denali is for four nights, and and I'm I'm still a little worried. It's because the other parts of my stay they're they're at least partially refundable, right? Like yeah, the, you know the cabin I've rented is you know you pay twenty percent up front, and then I can cancel you know as long as I'm a few weeks out, right? The airfare I'm using points if I need to cancel it, I'm gonna have to pay a little bit of money, but yeah. I can get out of it. So my <laughs> risks are very much. You know, you know, they're, they're lower. Yeah, they're finite. But for this, it's you know all that money's advanced. And I'm sure there are people out there saying, yeah, but I paid you know twenty thousand dollars for this vacation or that vacation or for a cruise for my whole family. I can't risk that yeah. much money. But keep in mind that even if you have you've paid a big deposit, the entire travel industry uh, is built to accommodate people. That's what they do. And so, uh, you know, several times a year, I almost exclusively when I need to st- stay in a hotel, and I stay in a lot of hotels, like 100 nights a year in hotel rules, and I almost exclusively buy through Hotwire. They're, they're Hotwire hot deals or whatever they call them, yeah. where you do pay in advance. You have to pay in advance. And the only reason I do it is because that's the only way to save money on hotel yeah. rooms these days, I found. And, but three, four times a year, I'm notorious for this work. Everyone makes fun of me for it. I'll book the wrong nights. Mm-hmm. So instead of whatever, March 21st, I'll book March 31st. I'm just in a hurry and don't pay attention. And say, say, well, you're out that money. No, I'll call the hotel and say, I'm really stupid. I booked the wrong night. And oh, no problem. We'll switch you. And they just switch me to a different night. So the same is true with a lot of travel. Even though you've made big deposits, often you can work stuff out 
with the provider. The, 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 that's what they do is accommodate people. So don't even think, even though you've put a lot of money down for a trip, that you might not, you might still be able to work things out, especially if you're going to go again later. I'm so, so risk averse to that stuff. Yeah, I know, but but you have to you have to assess the risk itself, which is that you might lose part of your deposit. You might have to pay a two hundred dollar yep. change fee, but spending turning around and spending hundreds of dollars maybe $1,000 or more for trip insurance yeah. to protect your, to yeah. just partially protect you. And with a plan that makes it so hard to collect, yeah. right? I mean, they say you have to file your claim within 24 hours and all this stuff. I mean, it gets to the point, it's like the Seinfeld episode where Costanza is trying to get the death certificate at the funeral, right? I mean, it's this absurd uh, you know, the amount of paperwork that's required to collect on these things. You have to have a doctor's note. You uh. have to have this. Uh, I mean, it's just... And they're notorious for not paying out. There are thousands of complaints about these policies wow. because they don't pay out. So it's it's for this reason largely that well, it actually sort of forms where I go because I only go places that I can kind of book last minute. I try to get flights so cheap that if I well, you're going at that point. Couldn't right? go. Yeah. Not yeah. If I wait till I wait till the last minute, like a yeah. month yeah. or maybe three weeks. I know you can't do that with the stuff you do. Yeah. So I I can't go certain places because of that. And. And then I'll wait till the very last minute to do the hotels. And for that reason, people don't want to go with me because they don't like that <laughs> last minute business. My, right. And now we're going to take a look at the risk. I'm glad you, we're bringing this up again because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check this tomorrow. There are certain protections you have with your bank account. A brokerage account, like if you own stocks, maybe you have a 401k or something. The protections there are different, and it is much more dangerous. And now, here's Kevin Brasler to make us <laughs> to tell us yeah, just the, how. You're just talking about uh, airlines kind of ramping up the anxiety for people. Well, I'll do it for something else here. Um, yeah, when we were talking about you know doing a credit freeze, it's a good idea to freeze your credit. There's just so much information out there that's been uh, through through uh, hacks of uh, you know Experian and all these different companies. Uh, I just at this point, if you have a credit history, just assume it's been somehow compromised. The good news is, is if somebody steals your identity and opens up a bunch of credit card accounts or or hacks your credit card number, you're not responsible for those charges. That that kind of fraud, you are protected by federal law from having to worry about that kind of fraud. If it happens, the banks have to deal with it, not you. Uh, the same is true if if somebody uh, steals money out of say a checking account or something like that, an insured checking account. It's insured. And so you're usually protected from that kind of fraud, but you are not protected. There's no legal mechanism in place to protect you if, say, somebody steals everything from your retirement account or steals your life savings from a brokerage account. Uh, there aren't any rules. It's up to the financial institutions themselves to decide how they're going to deal with that. And they all have different plans and policies. Uh, checkbook, we, we asked you know, 15 large brokerages, hey, what is your policy on this? Uh, six of them didn't have a policy. There's nothing on their website. They wouldn't share anything with us when we asked what their policy was. We have no idea what would happen if, say, somebody sent you a, if you're a customer of one of those brokerage uh, companies and you got a phishing email and you clicked the link and you entered your your user ID and password and the crooks got it and stole all your money, we have no idea what would happen there. Can you remind people what phishing is? Phishing is um, uh, it's where criminals send an email that looks often exactly like the financial institutions' emails of what they send, 
uh, and, and and a lot of, and they're getting much more sophisticated. Than it used to be. It used to be we kind of spot them because like the grammar sucked and it wasn't quite as clear as it should be. And the links were obviously links to other sites, but now they've gotten a lot better about it. Uh, much more sophisticated. They've realized they just need to kind of copy the emails that the financial institutions are sending. The good news is most of the email clients have gotten better about blocking these, recognizing them and blocking them. And so you don't get them as much anymore, but they're getting, they continue to be more and more sophisticated. And what we worry about is that the financial institutions themselves are still training us to click on links in the phishing emails because they keep sending emails out to their customers with links in them. So, so you don't know if it's on real. On the one hand, a broker just say, hey, don't click on links and emails that you get because it could be a phishing email and they could be asking you to click the link and log in. And if you do that, then they may have access to your funds. Right. And oh, by the way, if that happens, we're not going to make you whole. We don't cover that kind of thing. That was on you. You made the mistake. And then they turn right around and they send emails out with links in them. You know, log in, click the log in. You click the link, you go to their page, they're asking you for login information. It's the same thing the phishing companies are doing. And so in our latest newsletter here, we're basically asking in a very loud and obnoxious way, why are they doing this? Uh, I mean, they are basically continuing to train us to fall for phishing scams by, by including these links in their emails. Never click on any links in any emails from any financial institution, whether it's yours, whether, it's not, whether you're certain it's yours, don't do it. Close it all out, open a new browser window, type in the name of your institution, go to its site directly, or use its, its you know, secure mobile app. Don't click on links and emails for financial institutions, ever. Okay. And that's tough. That's tough. And... Well, I just think you have to keep in mind, you know, like we asked the financial institutions, we went through their policies, and they say some say, oh, you're protected from this kind of theft. But when you dig into their policies, we found that in some cases, in one case, there were 68 different hoops you would have to jump through to qualify for its protection. And one was you have to log into your account every week. You have to change your password once a month. I mean, these are things people just don't do. If it's your retirement account, financial advisors often say, hey, don't, don't, don't look at your retirement account very often. Only look at it once a quarter or so because it's going to drive you crazy, right? But they're saying that to qualify for their protection, I have to log in once a week. I mean, that's contrary to what I've already been told. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's right. On and on and on. You know, don't do this. You have to, there's just, again, 68 different hoops you might have to jump through to qualify for their protection. And worse, they're not, at, they're not telling their customers that these requirements have to be met in order to get that protection. And in fact, they're sending emails out that look a lot like the phishing emails, right? So, you know, they're saying that some of the policies are if you fall for a phishing scam, basically, we're not going to make you whole. Yet they're sending emails that are essentially look just like the phishing scams. Do you know, and if you don't know, I'm going to call and ask my institution, can you, if you're not planning on taking money out or transferring any money, yeah. freeze the accounts so no one, not even you, can transfer money out without well, unfreezing? I'm not sure how you could do that because I mean it's not it's not like your credit free a credit freeze which everyone should just go ahead and do basically. Um, there's often not a mechanism to to freeze and unfreeze. I mean these accounts are built to add money and take money out. Yeah, I think that you you I bet some financial institutions would require you to show up in person in order to transfer money out. That would be a good solution. To yeah, this, that you you actually have to show up. 
in person in order to make a kind of transaction like that. There's other things you can do. You can uh, uh, two-factor authentication is very important. A Explain lot of what people, that is. Well, a lot of people I talk to about this, they say, well, you know, the solution is don't set up online access to these accounts. But that's actually a mistake because then you're opening the door. The criminals will set it up for you. Right. It's like getting your... You're a tax retailer. Yeah, they'll watch your mailbox and just steal your mail, and now you're in big trouble because you don't even know this was going on, right? So do set up online access. And when you set it up, set up two-factor authentication, which is that whenever you're logging in from a computer or, or place, it doesn't IP address it doesn't recognize, it's going to send you an email or a text, whatever it is you've set up uh, and with a code, that, and you only have five minutes to enter that code, that the only way to get into the account is by doing that, especially if you're logging in from a computer it hasn't seen before. That protects you. That goes a long way toward protecting you from these scams. But and 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 the the plans we looked at, the uh, brokerages we look at that actually have protection in place. That's one of the requirements is that you've turned on two-factor authentication. The problem is again they're not telling their customers they have to do all these things, and they absolutely should given the big risk. What are the the institutions that seem to have the better policy when it comes to that brokerage safety yeah i think that the 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 most succinct policy we saw was from charles schwab it basically says as long as you don't share a password with anyone we'll make you whole we'll cover it now but sharing your password can mean a lot of things right it can mean falling for a phishing scam it could be signing up for mint.com for all i know which is like an aggregator financial information um you know it's just but i think but signing overall, up for mint.com what would you be well, because, your stuff. Yeah, because you would enter your stuff in Mint.com, and then that way it has access. Oh. But, you know, but so there's layers here. But at least with Charles Schwab, at least they're saying it's at least it's a succinct policy, and you know what it is that you're not supposed to do. It doesn't have 67 other things to do to, to qualify for the coverage. A lot of times you log into a site and it'll say save this password for this computer. Always say no. Yeah, I, I think that's a. I think for especially for your brokerage and investments Don't. accounts and your retirement accounts, it's not a good idea. If people enter there, keep their passwords and usernames in like a Word document on their computer, that's bad too, right? I, yeah, I think, you know, for your investment accounts and retirement accounts, especially because they don't have the protections, the strong protections paper, that others do. Like a make index a long, card. complex password, change it regularly, uh, make sure you have two-factor authentication turned on, uh, do and keep check, a hard copy paper of the password. Do mm. check regularly. Uh, you know, a lot of these 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 uh, brokerages they require that you tell them right away if there's been theft, and if you're only checking it every quarter, which is they only send statements every quarter, right? Yeah. But if you're only checking every quarter, you might miss out on that too. It's a it's a big problem, and it and it's not right now. It's theoretical. Uh, I mean, it's not like criminals have stolen money from tens of thousands of these accounts, but yet. Uh, because it's become a lot harder for them to commit credit card fraud. It's become because of the chips. It's become a lot harder for them to, hopefully, for them to to uh, commit identity theft because we've locked down, we've frozen a lot of our credit things. <clears throat> this is the next big target, and this is really where the money is. Yeah, yeah, big, big money. You've mentioned freezing your um, credit report accounts. Yeah. Experian. Uh, what are the two others? Yeah. Do, you, do you remember? Uh, like yeah, TransUnion, Union, Experian, and and um, the other one. The other one. I went ahead and froze night. it. That way, no one can get in there and open up credit cards in my my name. Maybe you can, in in the long run, you'll be made whole. But it's a giant hassle, as I understand. Yeah, you. And it was easy. I did it in an hour. Here's a hint: don't call them up because the phone trees that they have set up are oh, Lord. disgusting. Yeah. You have you're better off to do it online. Yeah. Yeah, you are.
Thank you, Kevin Brasley. Thanks, Bradley. Checkbook.org. The uh, nonprofit consumer group, and they rate local services. Looking forward to uh, taking you up on your offer of hanging out at, yeah, the, next at time. the spaghetti restaurant. The spaghetti restaurant. Next <laughs> time. Thank you very much. There you go. Another episode of the Jay Talking Podcast. Remember, you can always catch the show live every weeknight starting Sunday, midnight to 5 on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. You can subscribe to the podcast where you listen to podcasts and never miss an episode. And follow me on Twitter for show updates. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.